Welcome to the Journey Living Podcast, where we take on the real life topics while inspiring you toward hope and healing in God's Word. Join Pastor Mark Bird along with speaker, Christian life coach, Shannon Meyer, as they guide you through a roadmap, gaining fresh vision and inspiration for going forward on your journey, encouraging you to run your race with endurance that is set before you. Welcome back, friends. Mark Bird here again. Journey Living Podcast. Another cool, super fun, exciting episode. And why is that? Because I'm joined again today with Shannon Meyer of Journey Living Ministry. Shannon, welcome again to the program. Well, Mark, it is so good to be here. And, you know, this is a beautiful day. It's the day after Resurrection Sunday. And this is the day I think all of our lives have changed. Yeah. There was a Friday talked about last week and now Sunday has come and for many of us we are in the Friday and we're hoping for the Sunday but the great thing about Resurrection Sunday and I think for the rest of our life even through eternity will be that there will be the, the Monday after Easter oh yeah and every day will be Monday after Easter when we go to live with the Lord in oh. heaven it's like yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. and, and he has arisen and he is alive. And no matter how terrible Friday is, and I know for some of us, we are in the longest Friday of our lives. Right. Why it's called Good Friday, well, we, we understand that in the Christian world. Maybe you've never heard that. Maybe you're just tuning in today and going, who are these two people? Like, what are they talking about? <laughs> yeah. They only, you know, you've known Easter as the Easter bunny and that's okay. Um, I know there's a lot of people that have not been churched and really don't know the story behind Easter. And so today we're going to talk about what does that look like to go from death to life? And so Mark, I just want to ask you to kind of Share with the people, churched, non-churched, you know, maybe you're a priester. We call them priesters. Oh, there you go. Church on Christmas and Easter. And you know the story of um, Good Friday and the resurrection. But what does it look like in a person's life to go from death to life, to have a true resurrection Sunday in your own world? Yeah, because truly, honestly, Shannon, we need to. We need to have that experience. And I'm going to answer that. It, it might be a little eyebrow raiser for you, right? But I want to talk to you about this, and then I'll read the scripture out of Romans chapter 6, but then we're going to talk about it. We're going to unpack it a little bit. And it says in verse 1, What shall I say then? Shall we continue in sin so that grace may abound? Well, certainly not. Or some translations say, God forbid. How shall we who died to sin live in it any longer? This is the power of the resurrection. This is Mark talking. This is the power of the resurrection. I want to go back into verse 3 now. Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? You want to talk about death to life, Shannon? Okay. How many of you, if you put a sign-up sheet in the back of the church... And said, well, we want you to sign up today for you to be baptized into Jesus' death. How many signatures do you think we'd get? Oh, I think we would clear the pews and <laughs> right? we would clear the church. People would run. 
But here's what the scripture is saying, and then we'll, we'll unpack this a little bit. In verse 4, Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism unto death, and that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in the newness of life. That's from death to life. This scripturally, Shannon, shows us from going, and this is exactly why we get baptized, Shannon. It's symbolic, but it's symbolizing us going from death with Christ and alive to the newness of life that we should walk in it, Scripture says here, just like Christ did. So really, when we talk about baptism, it's like being baptized into Christ. It has literally not much to do with the water. Mark, could you speak to the person who is not familiar with baptism or maybe was not baptized? They were, they were not immersed or sprinkled. Does not being baptized keep us out of heaven? It really doesn't, Shannon. This is the best description I've heard about this act of baptism. And by the way, uh, baptism isn't a necessity for salvation, but it is a very key foundation to the Christian faith. Why? John the Baptist did it. Jesus did it. Paul did it. Like, all through the ages, they encourage people to get baptized. Now, here's my favorite description of that. Philip uh, was led by the Holy Spirit to go speak to an Ethiopian eunuch. And he said, help me understand. He was reading the book of Isaiah. He couldn't understand what was being said. Philip helped him. And as soon as he understood the scriptures, he gave his heart to the Lord. And then as they traveled just a little bit, they saw a body of water. And the Ethiopian eunuch immediately says, there's a body of water. Is there any reason why I shouldn't be baptized? Hmm. Shannon, it wasn't because a, a priest or a religious leader said that you have to go through this ritual. Sure. Like this guy just gave his heart to the Lord. He understood the scriptures. He understood the Lord and he wanted to be baptized. It literally is a natural reaction to us being washed clean of our sins. And here's the description that I've heard and I like, and I'll repeat it. It's like an outward confession of an inward working by the Holy Spirit. That's, good. That's what this is like. It's not for, it's not for anybody else, but it's, it's me saying, this has happened in my heart. I was dead, but now I'm alive because of Jesus Christ. Well, I also think we get this perception or misconception that we need to have a checklist to mm. get to heaven. We have to say the sinner's prayer. We have to go forward to the altar. Then it's baptism. Maybe then it's Bible classes or, or whatever your church teaches. There's catechism and confirmation and, you know, there's all these things. But I think about um, two people. One, the man on the cross beside Jesus, the robber had absolutely no way to come down off that. He, For one, he couldn't do anything but cry out to Jesus to save him. Right. And Jesus said, I'll see you in paradise today. That's right. He didn't go. He was a robber. He didn't get to go back and pay off his debt. He didn't do any jail time. He didn't get to go be a, 
you know, reformed alcoholic or thief mm. or heroin addict and turn his life around and go tell everybody he knew about Jesus. He could do nothing. And yet Jesus said, he still will see him in paradise. And then I think about that person. I have a friend whose husband, um, he was alive enough to accept the Lord mm. on his deathbed, but he went straight from the hospital bed to heaven. Yeah. And so I guess for me, I, I want to be able to talk to the person who has either been taught or had the mindset, um, do I have to be baptized? No, I love I love how you taught us that it is an outward confession. It is. It's kind of like the ring you put on your finger when you're married. Now, I know there's people who are like, I don't need a wedding ring to be married. But there is an outward confession yes. with metal or even out the tattoo on your finger. <laughs> yeah. You're saying, I belong to someone. And that giving of the rings is such a, a huge part of the ceremony. And the same is true with the baptism. You are showing the picture that you went from death to life. Yes. I know when I was a little girl, I gave my heart to Christ when I was eight years old and have been in, in the church since my mother's womb. But it was just a few years ago that I chose to be baptized again. Mm. And not that anybody forced me, not that my parents said this is the right thing to do or the church or anything. But what I came to realize, and through my own sanctification process, and that's a big word you can teach us about sanctification, <laughs> is that from going from death to life, I was dead to myself. To, I'm dead to myself. I'm alive together with Christ. And there's a picture somewhere on social media. I mean, I was doing ministry. I was leading worship. I was um, teaching Bible studies. I was doing prison ministry. I'm not saying pre-Christ or BC, before Christ. Right. I'm talking in the midst of my walk. And there was something in my heart. And I don't know, Holy Spirit or just... I needed for me at my adult age to say, the old Shannon, she is gone. Mm. She is gone, gone, gone. Now, have I arrived? And like we talked last week about being holy, my holiness only comes from the blood of Christ. Amen. So I can't do anything to warrant a higher favor with the Lord. Because when we get to those pearly gates, like we talked about, he's going to say, what did you do with? Jesus. What did yeah, you do with my it. son's name? <laughs> right on. Um, I could teach till the day is done every hundred Bible studies and it not be enough. A thousand, ten thousand. But I needed for me, and there's a picture of me coming up out of the water in my faith walk, even kind of at the pinnacle of my own ministry. I just needed to feel that. And the picture shows it. You talk about a picture of a thousand words. I can just see within myself, she is dead and gone. And from that day forward, I just, I'm completely different. And I let go of all the religion. I let go of all the, the Christianese answers and, and having it. And we talk about this, I to say it every week about being churched up. We're, we're so churched up. And that's yeah. what we talk about. There's going to be a sadness on the day of heaven where people aren't there that we thought would be there. And the, and the preacher who preached in my, hmm. you know, I needed that was such a picture for me. It was my representation more for the Lord than anything. That audience of one is that I was saying, I am dead to myself and I am alive in Christ. 
That's so awesome, Shannon. I'm glad that you bring this up that way as well, because I think this is practical. And Shannon, you and I have talked and we've prayed and we want this to be super practical for people. And, and you, I'm glad you brought up the example of the thief on the cross, right? Luke 23, for those of you who want to look this up maybe and study this a little bit, starting in verse 41, and we indeed justly, this is the thief talking to the other thief on the cross, we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man, speaking of Jesus, has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember when you come into your kingdom, and Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. And you quoted that, Shannon. One of the things I wanted to point out was, did the thief have time to get down and get baptized? No. And and here's my second question. Do you think he had already been baptized? No. I would doubt it. He's lived a life as a thief. You know right. what I'm saying? And we can't know that fully, sure. but how in the world can Jesus Christ, the King of glory, how can he promise this guy, you'll be with me in paradise today, if he's never been baptized? Mm -hmm. Then I have to say, maybe baptism isn't a requirement of salvation, but you know what it is, Shannon, just like you talked about with the wedding ring, like this... This band of gold that I wear on my hand because I'm married, this doesn't keep me married by itself. This piece of metal has has no power in and of itself, mm -hmm. but it's a symbol that I made a commitment. Mm -hmm. Baptism is a symbol to the to the church, to the world, that my sins have been forgiven. I was buried with Christ, which you must do. Right. Your sins must be buried. And he brought me the newness of life, death to life. And I symbolically want to confess that with this act, right, if you will, of baptism. I think that's a great picture. And even think about your bearing your singleness. One day you're single and the next you're not. Right. That old life is gone. Mm. You know, it, as a married man or woman, it's not in our best interest to go hang out with single people. Right. I mean, it just it just doesn't work. It's not to say you don't have single friends. I have a ton. But if I ran around every weekend with my single friends and left my spouse at home, that's not going to work out for very long. And so that life, even no matter if you're still young, you're in your 20s, you have no kids, and you're like, man, I still have a lot of youth in me. I got a lot of life. <laughs> I want to still go play. Go play with your husband or your wife. Go, go have that. But... That old life and maybe your college days, high school days, where you just ran around and acted crazy, that life is gone. Yeah. It, and if it's not, your marriage probably isn't going to last very long either. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. they, they, they're not cohesive. And so it's kind of like when we're like, okay, I want to be a Christian and I'll go through all the acts, but I want one foot in the world and one foot in the church. Yeah. And... Jesus talks to the church in Revelation and says, listen, be hot or cold, get off the fence. And, and these are strong words. Right. He says, be hot or cold, because if you are lukewarm, I will vomit you out. I will spit you out. So what he's saying is, you either be all in for me or don't be. And it's your choice. And, and I say this all the time to people. 
Jesus is a gentleman. Yes. He is a beautiful gentleman. He will not go where he's not invited. So think about that as, as you're going through your Christian walk. When you invite him in, you're asking him to come into every part of your being. And so many of us love to compartmentalize. And you're like, oh, Lord, you can have this, 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 and this. And he's like, but I want that spare bedroom that you've got the door locked, <laughs> bolted. What's in there? And you're like, oh, no, 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 you can't go there. That's my my dirty side of me. That's my sin. Maybe it's pornography. Maybe it's gambling. Maybe it's um, tax evasion. I don't know. what God says, no, I, I even want that. And not that he's saying, I want to condemn you, because we know there is no guilt and condemnation in Christ. He's like, I want that part of you too. And in the baptism part, he wants to wash us clean. When you go under the water with immersion, there's not one part of you that comes out dry, right? That's so true. You've baptized many. I've baptized a couple. Great privilege. I've been baptized myself. There is not one part of me that is dry. Not even my toenails. Top of my head to the bottom of my head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And God's like, I want to cleanse you. And by that baptism, that going from death to life is a fullness in him that we cannot know until we fully surrender ourselves. And this act of baptism is just that, saying, that old person, she is gone. I know, Mark, There's a I'm, I'm working on a book called Rock Bottom, and one of the hardest, toughest chapters, I've had some friends read it, it's raw and it's still in the editing stages, it's called Death Without a Coffin. Oh, yeah, I've heard it. And I... It was one of the hardest things for myself. And there's been four major events in my life that I remember God wanted to heal me over. And it was literally in, in the bathtub. And, you know, it's one of those moments. I know uh, a pastor friend of ours, he says he hears from God in the shower. I say I hear from God in the shower. I always say it must be <laughs> yeah. because we're cleanest. I don't Probably. Know. I don't know. But it was there that I remember standing at the edge of an open grave. It's just me and Jesus, and it's very visual. And it's these four things in my life, and he went one by one with me. And it was like, that girl right there, she is dead. She is gone. And I wept over her because that is who I am, and I didn't want to let her go. Amen. Even in our sin, we're comfortable. Right, Mark? We, oh, yeah. We're comfortable. And so that washing, that cleansing us is the washing over and taking us out of that death to life. And it was those four separate incidences. And I can just remember going under the water and then Jesus would present the next thing. I'm still standing at that open grave, no casket. I'm not in it. I I'm with him physically beside him, but I also see this dead girl. Mm. And it's me and my sin. And he said, Shannon. You've got to let her go. She is gone. Wow. In me, she is gone. There's no more. And it was four major things. And it set me free. It began this journey to set me free of being taken from death, even in my Christian walk. Remember, listen, Christians, maybe from the womb, you've been in church, but you are not set free. You are not truly that believer until you surrender your heart completely and allow God to take all the old, all the dead, and make it brand new. 
And I love it because I go, there you go. That's journey living defined. You know, I heard you say that. And that's what uh, spoke out to me. That is journey living. That's why we do this, Shannon, because we are all on this journey with Christ. And a part of the journey is dying to ourself. Why? Why is it a good idea that we have to die? There again, Shannon, if you put that in the back of the church sign-up sheet, who wants to sign up to die? Well, we all actually should. Like, spirit. I'm saying the flesh. Our flesh needs to die. Our spirit man needs to be raised to the newness of life like we read in Romans chapter 6. But I was in, I was kind of skimming here, Shannon, out of Revelation 3 that you quoted. So then because you're lukewarm, this is Revelation 3, 16. And, and so then because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I will vomit you out of my mouth, just like you read. And I want to skip down to verse 18. Jesus starts by saying, I want to counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire. And just two more verses down, and this is what I said I wanted to read because, Shannon, you said God is a gentleman. And this scripture that I'm going to read, which is verse 20, personifies this exactly. Behold, I, this is Jesus talking, it's red letters. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. He's such a gentleman that he's knocking at the door. Uh, and interesting, there's a there's a painting, a very famous painting yes, about this very verse. But I don't know if you ever noticed this, Shannon. There's no doorknob on the outside of that door. My grandmother, excuse me, my, my grandmother had that very painting. And I remember learning that as a little girl. He's knocking. He's gentle. He's the, the refined Jesus that we know. But there's no doorknob whatsoever. So it has to be open. Yeah, he says, I counsel you. I'm I'm giving you advice, right? He says, Man, if you're if you're lukewarm, I'm gonna spit you out of my mouth. And he said, I'm counseling you. Basically, let me come into your life. That I'm paraphrasing a lot here, Shannon, but I think this is what he's saying. And by the way, I'm knocking on your door. Here's what I want everybody to hear, Shannon, because you've talked a lot about Christian. We need to hear this as well. Like I don't know where you stand with the Lord right now, but I want to tell you that this letter was written to the church. He's not telling people who've never heard about Christ that are, are not Christians. He's not telling you to do that. He's speaking to the church. This letter was written to an actual church, an actual modern day church in Jesus' time. And he's telling the church, I'm standing at your door and I'm knocking at your door, Christian. He makes it very personal. He really does. And it's like, it's just decision time. That's what it boils down to. And just to back up to that, in Revelation 3, verse 15, where you first started, he says, I know your deeds. He's saying, I know what you've done. Yeah. I, I know that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were. He's like, and, and I think sometimes... I've heard this preached like the uh, brimstone hellfire come down. <laughs> yeah. I kind of feel like Jesus is saying, listen, kiddo, I know what you've done. I saw you steal the candy bar. I saw you cheat on your taxes. I saw you send an email you probably shouldn't have sent. I saw you look at that picture on. I, I saw. 
And I know you're in and out, you're wishy-washy, you're in one day, great on Sunday, 42 minutes, you know, worship, <laughs> hands up. Come Tuesday morning, it's like you're living back in hell and sin. And he's saying, I, I know what you're doing. And I think he's saying, because you're lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about, I'm about. Yes. Don't miss the words. It's a warning. It's a warning. Don't miss those little words. I think so many times we read scripture and we're like, oh, that's what that means. If you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out. I've taught it that way. Like, get get real. Get on. Get off the fence. I believe Jesus is saying, listen, I'm about to spit you out. Yeah. But then he says, to those whom I love. In verse yeah. 19. That's great. He, got, he comes in as that loving father that... I think it's so hard for many of us to accept that he loves us. And it's like your dad coming in and saying, listen, I know what you did today at school. I know. And I know what's on your report card. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to tell you, there's going to be some discipline here. You're going to lose your iPad, your iPhone, your ground two weeks, no car, no keys. But I love you enough to leave you this way. You're going to have to bring your grades up. You're going to have to quit doing some bad stuff. And he's saying, listen, I know what's best for you. So I think Jesus just wants to simply say to us, I want to bring you out of that death zone into life. So what greater day than the day after Easter, if you haven't given your heart to Christ, let this be the day that the Lord has made for you to know him personally as your Lord and Savior. We want to thank you all for joining us here today. Join us next week again, same time.